This NFL Week Three Picks Edition of Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a one thousand dollars risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now, or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the United States? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it. With their free to play fantasy betting contest, Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hey, everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Oh well, you know what, Sean? It's already week three. We got two weeks behind <laughs> us. A lot of talk about teams that are zero and two against the spread, and what's that? What that means? Teams Ooh. that are zero and two in real life, and what that means? Plus the return of the t- the Danny Dimes. <laughs> Turnover totem. I saw a T-shirt, Sean, and I wanted to start with this. Okay. I didn't want to start with my me touting a thirty-five to one uh, a prop, but I wanted to start with this. I saw a T-shirt. It said, "Let Danny Dime love it, love <laughs> it. Let Danny Dime." Now, who created that? Is is, uh, clo- is dad, mom? It's a it's a gi- it's a pro Giants podcast. Really? Yeah, pro Giants. Yeah. Okay, because I thought the they're anti I- anti uh, <laughs> anti Jason Garrett. If you're not, Whoa. you're obviously not getting the memos. It's all about Jason. Jason Garrett, Garrett is clearly the whipping boy to the point of, and I've never seen this. Uh, Kenny Galladay and I, I had it in my. Uh, at, uh, Giants notes, but let's get to it now. Oh, okay. Kenny Galladay clarified that in fact, no, he was yeah. not yelling at Daniel Jones. He was in fact yelling at Jason Garrett. That's how he kn- he knows the city and the pulse. He has a finger on the pulse to the point where he knows. Oh, just shit on Jason Garrett. Everyone is going to. It's okay if you're yelling at Jason Garrett. The fans have your back. It's kind of true. I think, like I've been telling you. As power shifts into Joe yes. Judge's hands, the ownership is starting to see. Wow, maybe what he's saying is right. The two marks, the two ownership marks, David Gettleman, Coach Jason Garrett, and like you said, read between the lines. When you got a, a stud wide receiver clarifying that he was coming at the OC, not the quarterback. No, we're, we're talking about Kenny Galladay. Who's the who's the stud oh, receiver? Stop it! Oh, stop. 
I can't wait. I mean, he's gonna have a game this week, Sean. So we, okay. that's fine. You can stand on your hate parade. All no, right? I just you said stud like receiver. I, I, thought, I thought we were changing he's the conversation. A stud. You okay. see that Instagram picture? Fucking stud, Sean. All right. He is Stay a he is a stud. Lane. He is a stud off the field. I will give him that. Okay, Kramer, you got the totem. I think that will help with the mojo. You hit on Aaron uh, Jones. Thirty-five to one. Thirty-five to one on the Monday night uh, props. Recap episode. So hopefully you guys da- got down on that. I went three and zero with my Monday night props, but still we need to do something to address the mojo. And uh, shout out to the listener. I I didn't see if it was on Slack or Twitter. I missed his name, but he said, "Did I miss the football song?" And every NFL week one, I do the football song to get people ready for football. However, we were in the win betting studio. <laughs> did not have uh, did not have access to my soundboard rhyme. He's and the studio was amazing, but I, I honestly, you know, it's it's nice to have the soundboard. I'm told we will have access to the soundboard next time. Mm. Doesn't matter. What does matter is here to cleanse the mojo to get everything back on track. Football, let's go football. Football, 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 football. Football, 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 football. Ryan's riding the levels because he knows I'm peaking. Because that, oh, we got chips, we got dips, we got bets, we got sweating out action, we got late game chases, we got bailing yourself out with a sweet 35 to 1 on a Monday night. We're going to win it all back and then some because we got parlays, we got dogs, we got teasers. Oh my God, Kramer, I'm testing the system. I'm giving my all because it's goddamn football. Week three, just as good as week two, even better than week one. We're building something here. LFG. Let's go. Football, football, football. And of course, the football song and the football podcast all brought to you by <laughs> Win. Bets. Woo! A little tired, Ryan. I peaked early. Great first quarter, but it's a four-quarter game. WinBet, obviously, presenting sponsor of the Sports Gaming Podcast and the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. Make sure you head to winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com. And uh Andrew Rob pointing out in the chat, congrats on episode what is that, eleven hundred? Mm. Mm. A lot we, of a lot of new shows on. We the We must block, be huh? some just sideline reporter who just started this uh, last weekend. Wow, <laughs> sports gambling. They, there's right. a lot of opportunities uh, in the sports gambling market, so I decided to hop in. I'd like to announce I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm getting into sports gambling. <laughs> oh man, that tweet was hilarious. All right, <laughs> WinBet obviously presenting sponsor. Make sure you get over oh, to yeah. WinBet. Great guys. We had one of their traders on uh, episode one. Great people to work with, and they got a bunch of fun promos, including this week's triple the spread. Oh no! That's right. The Packers, instead of plus three and a half over on WinBet, exclusively on WinBet, you can get plus ten and a half. Yeah. So make sure you head over and get down on that as well. What else do we got? A couple, a couple notes to get into before we start giving out the picks, Ryan. We gave the officials a lot of shit, and I think rightly so. What one thing I liked last year, not that the Eagles were four eleven and one, but I enjoyed it, it felt like they went out of their way not to call penalties. And this year it's been the exact opposite. This taunting shit kills me. Well, yeah, the taunting shit, but it it seems like it's everything. 
in uh, in 2020, there were 17 weeks. There was never a weekend when 200 penalties were assessed. The highest was week two of last year at 198. This season so far, officials assessed 214 penalties in week one, 221 in week two. What what the fuck is going on? This is really getting insane. Well, I think much like you know the data that we look at, much like the ATS records, all mm. that good stuff. I think once you have a couple weeks, you can go from saying one data point to two to now the league can say, "Hey guys, let's tone this shit down a little bit." Yeah, let's relax. We see the if the NFL does one thing well is correct quickly when they've made a mistake. They don't say they made a mistake, no. But the mistake just disappears, like Jason Garrett falling off a boat in the middle, in the middle <laughs> of the Atlantic. I, I think what we're gonna see, and we might see the overcorrection, mm. and I don't know if it's this week or next, but we're gonna see one of those weeks where they like there's gonna be complaints about things not being called. Yeah, uh, which is I, better. I, in I my hope opinion. so. At the end of the day, no one likes to see these penalties and interesting angles. I'll be hitting on some of these. Our boy Munaf Manji is hanging out in the chat, of course. Host of uh, the uh, uh, podcast, MLB cast again, the Mike Trout of degeneracy oh, here. Five tool player, I like yes, it. exactly. He uh, he fired back up his ref report, which is really fun. Yes, please. If you're a true hashtag Dejans only, and he's been getting a lot of great feedback. I know the uh, him and Dan have been doing really well with their props over on the propcast. Uh, new feed launching for that. So make sure you check that out. But yes, over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, we have some. Uh, the ref report is back, which I always like taking a look at, especially if you're a totals better. I feel like really makes a difference. Some of these guys who just call a ton, some guys who put away the whistle, definitely worth taking a look at. So make sure you head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, get in over there. And uh, yes, ref report, it's a lot of fun. All right, Kramer. Propswap.com, get that sweet bonus cash. Go to propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're considering whether or not to list the Matt Corral Heisman uh, trophy bet that we mm. gave as a ticket to Colby. I, I, Colby's getting married soon. I feel like you should probably sell it. Get that, get that guaranteed cash. Colby's we'll- getting the call from the banker. Is he going to take the deal? <laughs> deal. He's just there waving it <laughs> no off. No deal. No deal. Propswap does have that vibe uh, of uh, deal or no deal. Again, head over to propswap.com where you can buy and sell real betting tickets. Again, if uh, sports betting is not legal in your state yet, good opportunity there to get involved in the marketplace. And if it is legal, awesome opportunity as well because you can list your tickets. Again, they don't have to cash, they just have to go up in value for you to make money. All right, Kramer, let's do it. Let's start talking week one NFL Bef- picks. Before we get to it, I was a little surprised that you didn't update the football song to include a God's Eye mention. Oh, perhaps sorry. too fresh in your brain. You're not ready for it. That's fine because we will have to make another decision mm. with God's Eye. Do we roll out the teardrop for the ninth yeah. game? I think we do. Well, let's and, get st- and Steve over in the Golf Gambling Podcast is asking us where the Ryder Cup action oh, will that's be. That's right. I think that'll just have to be on a laptop. A second teardrop? No. Can we I, find another I, TV? I think we just put a laptop no. over in the bar. Again, I'm I will give it a little I'll give it a little run, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm rooting for the US. I probably won't bet on it, so it'll limit my interest, but I will be I will be uh, checking it out. All right, before we get started, quick nuggets, Sean. Just throwing this out there, something to think about. Houston, Carolina, Vegas, Denver, Dallas, all two and zero against the spread. Mm. Jacksonville, Kansas City, Atlanta, Jets, and Redskins zero and two against the spread. And primetime games, six and zero to the over. That's always fun, Sean. 
Uh, yeah. The public is making money right now. You would think on those overs. So let's head to the next primetime game, Thursday night football. And you know, this game wasn't exactly exciting before the season. I, I think maybe it somehow got less exciting. Carolina heads to Houston where the Texans are a eight point home dog plus three twenty on the money line minus four twenty for the Panthers. Forty three is the total. You gotta be high. If you want to lay eight points <laughs> with Sam Darnold on the road, on the road. This is a battle between two teams that have made betters money. I, like I said, two and zero against the spread. <laughs> Something must give. Something's got to give. Davis Mills, the backup. Uh, apparently, Watson will not be, uh, not even be a backup uh, for this game. Uh, still dealing with some. Look, uh, how do you handicap this one other than like how are like who's running to the window to lay the points with Sam Darn? Yeah, I mean, I guess people are just saying, "Hey, let's keep fading the Texans." They they lost Tyrod, which was a big part of the handicap about why I thought they'd be decent, why you thought they would be, well, even better than decent. But uh, and a big reason why we backed them as as big dogs Coaching. in both week one and week two. Yeah, it's tough because it does seem like the public's going to be all over Carolina. I, I do like taking a home dog on Thursday night. I don't know what the splits are off the top of my head. What I'm worried about is is the Texans' ability to move the ball. Can will they be able to move the ball at all? I know on our uh, on our DFS picks podcast we gave out some Thursday night prop bets. We did give out. We were both on Brandon Cooks over and, and Nico. Uh, we didn't talk about Nico Collins. He's on the IR. I, I just think it's going to be a tough spot for these Texans and the Panthers could be a team. As much as I was high on them coming in, I like Matt Rule. I like the situation. I I think the offense was going to be uh, solid. I thought the defense would be better. The defenses look pretty solid. They've been able to get a pass rush. I do worry about Davis Mills. Not a not a very mobile quarterback back there. I mean, and and, and no Nico Collins. Uh, they didn't have a ton of weapons to begin with. It's going to be. It just feels like it's going to be an ugly game. Ingram getting the ball a lot. A lot of check down dump off to Christian McCaffrey. But the Panthers are probably a team that's slightly overrated just because of their schedule. They had two games at home. They barely beat that Jets team, Whoa. nineteen to fourteen, and then they beat a Saints team, which was like a clear letdown spot, and we were all over. So I, I mean, you know, I, I I think this is a good time to be fading the Panthers. Well, and I think in general, the 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 you know, while Houston is two and zero against the spread, Carolina is two and zero in real life. And they're getting the hype. People are talking about them, and that's you know this this is the time of year where we we fire up our uh, our betting screen and we say, well, uh, which which one of these teams is going to be a massive public side? And it's Carolina. I, I again, I I don't think as many people are betting on Houston, even though they've won us money both weeks. I yeah. I don't think they're getting the money. I'm seeing more than eighty percent on the Panthers right now. Uh, this this whole card this week, I, I know you you make fun of me every time I say it's a weird week, <laughs> but this card is the kind of card where I think people just getting into sports gambling they might struggle a little bit because to me this is an experience week, and what experience mm. tells me crafty veterans like ourselves is you circle back to the first thing I said you must be you must be high laying minus four twenty taking Sam Darnold road chalk this I. You just don't do it. You just don't do it. Uh, Road teams nine and thirteen against the spread on the season too. So, 
That's yeah, not fun. a great start for the road teams and a home dog. Do you have what the home dogs? I, are I don't have that. I do have dogs in general, twenty-one and eleven against yeah. the spread. So dog only fourteen and eighteen straight up. But I, again, it, it, I still feel like we got one more good week of dogs, and then maybe the, things start adjusting. The other note I have is uh, the Panthers do have the Cowboys on deck. Uh, mm. Matt Rule, a Texas guy. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. There's too much of a stretch. All right, let's move to Sunday, Arizona. Takes the Jack. Oh man, this this Jacksonville team takes the Jacksonville, <laughs> where Urban Meyer and the Jags are catching seven and a half points at home, plus two seventy five on the money line, minus three sixty for the Cardinals. Fifty two is the total. I don't think the handicap is all that different here. Uh, I really enjoyed reading about how Urban Meyer uh, said to someone that uh, the NFL is like playing Alabama every week. Yeah, when I read that, what did you I expect go, you dummy? Yeah. That's because all the players from Alabama go on to play in the NFL. <laughs> well, that being said, Sean, in this spot, I, I think w- you can kind of say the same thing. Can you lay more than a touchdown with Cliff Kingsbury? I, I mean, last week, great example. This team is going to be up. They're going to be down. They can come back from two scores. They can give up a two score lead. I just think basic betting principles and experience says. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be jumping in to tease this Arizona team down. They're going to be teasing Carolina down. I just caution you. These Owen two teams, Lawrence, Lawrence does lead the league. Trevor Lawrence in uncatchable passes, Arizona D line should be able to get pass rush against the Jags. I mean, Jags Jags for me are stuck in auto fade. Do I take them out for this situational spot? Because the Cardinals they have the Rams in Los Angeles next week. And this is, go. this is a really easy spot for them to look past the Jags. Ah, oh, man. And, and where, where are you but, at with Arizona's defense? Cause we thought, it, we thought Arizona's defense was going to suck. They looked really good week one against the Titans and then kind of fell back to earth at home. And we saw Kyler Murray turn it over a couple my, times. My prediction in this game is that urban Meyer gets back to where he like he's, it's not going well. It's not going well because the quarterback is not doing good things with the ball. I think Urban Meyer gets back to his roots. They run the ball like Minnesota showed them you can do against this defensive front. And, and I think this is a gross game where Jacksonville has some success running the ball. Urban Meyer, absolutely. He might think everyone's Alabama, but he knows he can take down Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, someone who did not excel at the college level. I'm sure this is yeah, an I mean, alpha actually, dog move. He does have probably some experience more than most NFL coaches preparing to face an air raid. And over the past decade, Owen two teams are 43, 26 and one against the spread in week three when facing a team that's not Owen two themselves. So everything makes sense here, right? Arizona's overvalued. Jacksonville's undervalued. We understand <laughs> the jet, the God hates Jags auto fade situation, but I think at home, Against an Arizona team that doesn't know how to win games, still, Sean. The game last week was no different than that Buffalo Hail Mary game of the year before. We, th- we, this team has not improved. We're just getting tricked because of that first week, and, and who knows what what happened with Tennessee? So yeah, I'll take the Jags plus seven and a half. And Bore, doesn't feel great to be on this shitty Jags experience, team. Experience here. This this is a <laughs> this is a card where we're gonna us experienced vets, eleven hundred episodes deep, are gonna ha- help you navigate. This uh, this very very tricky field where you know the new kids on the block they might they might give you some bad advice. Sean Indy heads to Tennessee where the Titans were three on the look ahead now up to five minus two fifty five on the money line. Colts plus two hundred forty eight is the total. 
Jesus. I mean, Carson Wentz unlikely to play dealing with that double sprained ankle, which is just, again, I I've never heard of that in my entire life. It's impressive that Carson Wentz is inventing new ways to, to get injured. This is an interesting Colts team because you could make a case. I mean, they were moving the ball up and down the field against this Rams team and did like an okay job minus uh, Cooper cup who no one has had luck uh, shutting down. And then they had a fourth and one where he got, where Wentz got sacked, held onto the ball too long. They had a, uh, you know, one of those shovel pass interceptions within the five. So you could make a case that the Colts, they covered, but they, they had a really good shot to win that game. Now, Jacob Eason comes in. I, I think it, it, maybe this is a decent matchup for them. And I think taking a, oh man, this is tough. Cause I, I I'm wondering, do you think the public is going to be on this Colts team? No. All right. Well, if the if the public's not on the Colts and the Carson is, Wentz isn't starting, I, I think there is real reasons why you should take the Colts catching five points. The Titans are really bad. They what are they third uh, third to last in DVOA? I I think the Colts are going to be able to run the ball on the Titans. And I, again, I think not having Carson Wentz in the lineup, we've seen it a bunch with the Eagles. Right? Nick Foles came in. Jalen Hurts came in especially that first week after getting yeah. rid of Carson Wentz, there's a nice little bump up and I'll take Frank Reich figuring out how to keep this a game against this Titans team. So couple, couple things to know. Cause I think the, again, the experience points to taking the, the inflated number, it's a divisional game, um, you know, back to Owen, two teams, Sean, Owen, two teams, uh, heading into a division game in week three, mm. 14, five and one. Uh, over the past decade. So even stronger, I think we like everything about the indie organization outside of Carson Wentz yes. more than we like Tennessee, well, and, and, especially Tennessee coming off a heavily overvalued win. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah, and again, they almost played five quarters on the West coast. Here's what I'm concerned about. Indy has not, uh, they haven't shown they have the worst adjusted line yards, defensive line. And that's the one area that concerns me. Now, on the flip side, I think Indy can come out here, throw the ball to the tight ends, uh, and, run the ball, and play yeah. defense. And this is a three-point game. It's a divisional game. And boy, as soon as Tennessee won that game last week, you, you just want to fade them this week. Yeah. And so the fact that this is five, this is a divisional game. I, I is Wentz two points better than the backup? Will the team play? Play harder without Wentz out there. Yeah, and and Eason, who Valakans came in, didn't look amazing or even good. No. And, and kind of his is he's not very dynamic in the in the uh, in the back in the pocket there. But this could be problem. I would say this: Tennessee's defensive line, they're not like someone getting a ton of pressure. I mean, you saw Russell Wilson; he sat back, he had all day back there, and I think you give that kind of. Uh, I don't know. I, I know everyone in India is blaming their offensive line, but I'm telling you as someone who lived with it, I I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Carson Wentz and not the offensive line. So I'm, I, I'm taking Colts plus five here. I saw a, um, someone tweet out a, uh, like a pressure graphic mm. of Carson Wentz um, pointing out that it's the offensive line that's causing the problems. And then someone took that same image and overlaid what he looked like on the Eagles. Yes. Same thing pointing out quarterbacks sometimes create their own pressure. And in this case, I think we both both believe that. So yeah, I think you got to take the points again. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of simple play action. And I think Jonathan Taylor, 
uh, and, and Naheem Hines, I think, have big yeah. games. And and I'm kicking myself because I do think I should have some more Naheem Hines shares in these uh, when I build some lineups later on the the week for DFS. He I think fits, Naheem Hines is going to be in there. Fits nicely. Uh, and just real quick because it, it's worth mentioning because there's a lot of this this week. Uh, previous game Cardinals getting 90% of the action and in this game Titans seeing uh over 80% of the tickets but only half the money tells you there's some bigger mm. bets coming in on the Colts uh plus 5 though just too many points for a divisional matchup next up Sunday 10 a.m. early kick Baltimore heads to Detroit where the Lions are plus 8 at home plus 310 on the money line minus 410 for the Ravens 50 is the total another one is this not just the auto, auto, auto play on the Lions, Baltimore? I mean, could you have scripted uh, out? They, they were a close more... to dumping the Gatorade on Harbaugh after that win. It was the emotional win of, oh, finally Lamar got one over Kansas City, and Lamar was lucky. I mean, he he stared down the defender, threw it right to him for yeah. a pick six. What I'm worried about, and honestly, probably the play <laughs> is Detroit. First half because we keep seeing this out of Detroit where they look frisky in the first half, well, they, and then they they just completely fall apart in the second half. Well, they cover. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess the, the San Francisco one they kept fighting back, so there there is that. Um, and and you know, don't look now, but Baltimore's secondary or pass defense twenty second in DVOA. I know it's early, but you know, for a team that has excelled in garbage time, it's it's something to look at, and then the last thing I'll say is that Detroit's actually been one of the more efficient teams running the ball, according to DVOA at number four. So, could they hang around in this game? Could they have some, enough success on offense to kind of keep this close later? Well, and and we mentioned it in the DFS show, but worth repeating while we actually talk about the game. But Hawkinson, who yeah. is Goff's number one target, should have a great matchup. I mean, you saw what Kelsey did against them. You saw what Waller. Uh, did against the Ravens, and I think they're going to have trouble with, uh, you know, Hawkinson as well. And again, this is a non-conference road game for the Ravens, huge road favorites. I, I think both teams are going to be running the ball a ton, and that's going to bleed the clock and help keep it a closer game. So I'm going, I'm going Lions plus are, eight. Are we worried that we're taking so many dogs and dogs have been doing well, and the pendulum's no. just going to fire back the other way? No, because. Once again, Baltimore, 80 per, 70% of the action. Yeah. So boy, these people are savages. That's crazy. Washington heads to Buffalo, Washington coming off Thursday night football, big win, Taylor Heineke. They're now catching eight and a half in Buffalo, Buffalo minus three eighty, skins plus two ninety. Forty five is the total. This one had me a bit puzzled. Uh and again, classic scenario. Buffalo won thirty five nothing. Period. Yeah, but if you watch that game, they didn't look they didn't look like a team that was winning thirty five to nothing. And you keep mentioning that Josh Allen had that look in his eye, that look where he wants to do, you know, he wants to uh He's feeling dangerous. Yeah, feeling dangerous, you know, wanting to light the world on fire with the turnover. And I think the Redskins, while their defense hasn't looked great, I, I think they may be able to capitalize. I do think Chase Young gets home with the strip sack against the Buffalo offensive line. And and this Washington team, I think they were overrated coming into the year. I, I think their defense isn't as good as we thought. All that being said, I, I don't think they're a team that's really going to get their ass kicked. And if you're giving Ron Rivera a touchdown plus, I think that's a good spot for Washington in the Ron Rivera era. They're nine and four against the spread as dogs. Now you give 
the the Redskins offensive line, they're, you know, they're pretty solid. I think they're going to be able to give Heineke time and you give Heineke extra time to prepare. Clearly in that Thursday night game, there were moments where things were out of sorts, but I think with the extra time and I think their ability to create some, you know, give him some space. And I think the Bills defense it's tough cuz they just got a shutout on the road, but again, watching that, it was a lot of Miami shooting themselves in the foot. If Heineke can play a clean game, which I think he can, uh for the most part, I, I think they're going to be in this game and seven and a half feels a bit high. Yeah, I guess this one feels like maybe the one where I'm I'm most worried about taking the dog because mm. it is Taylor Heineke, although I do think he might be as good as Fitz, Fitzmagic. Um this is a Bills team who appears to have an improved defense and maybe that's the the matchup I'm more concerned about and we haven't really seen it from the the Washington defense. So I just don't so I'm I'm tempted to take the Bills out of principle that the money's pretty pretty evenly split here. Um we totally could see another blowout, but like you said to me, this is bad. We had kind of to rewind to pre 2020 Josh Allen and say, are we really going to lay seven and a half points with Josh Allen with yeah. the way he handles the ball? Absolutely not. Again, this is an experience journey week three. Okay. <laughs> this is not like new Come kid, along for the journey. The, the new kids on the block are going to be telling you to tease all these fucking games. And you know what I'll tell you? Be fucking careful. Careful because out there. Week three. We just went through four games that that operate in the Wong zone. Mm-hmm. They're not all coming home Wong. on the teaser card. Cox. On the favorite side, at least. We picked the dog side of all of them, so our teasers might be tricky this week, Sean, but going dog heavy. Love me, love me a good dog in the NF. L. Brian, we're trying to give you a uh, free cash, and we're also trying to change your life by holding on to your hair. Josh Allen, he's got to hold it on to the ball if he has a chance to beat the Washington football team by more than seven and a half. But you, you got to worry about holding on to that hair, and keeps makes that easy. Don't fumble away the follicles. I actually came up with that line on my own. You're welcome, keeps. Keeps has more than five, uh, more five star reviews than any of its competitors. They offer generic versions, treatments just uh, as low as $10 per month. And again, prevention is key. So get to the hair loss before it gets to you. If you're ready to take action, and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash S G P that's K E E P S.com slash S G P keeps.com slash S G P. And uh, you get your first month free. So make sure they know we sent you. And of course, looking to save money. Maybe you got your ass kicked in week two and you need to save a couple extra bucks, pay your bookie, or uh, you just want, maybe you're on a hot streak and you want, you want some more money for gambling. All you gotta do is head over to mint mobile. That's right. Mint mobile premium wireless service for only $15 a month. Are you kidding me? Again, a lot of people think it's too good to be true. It's not, even if you don't believe me and I'm a straight shooter, mint mobile offers a free seven day money back guaranteed. So if you're not hundred percent satisfied, get your money back with mint mobile. Switching is easy. You can keep your phone. You can keep your, uh, you know, same contacts, same number, uh, very painless. All you gotta do is go to mintmobile.com slash sports SGP, mintmobile.com slash sports SGP. Cut your wireless bill to just $15 a month over at mintmobile.com slash sports S G P. Sean, next up, New Orleans. Uh, what do you call it when you do three things in three things in a row? A turkey trifecta, back to back to back road games. Are you kidding me? 
Uh, here's here's what I'll say. New Orleans, they head to the road as a close your eyes special to New England. New England was minus one on the look ahead, Sean. Now it's minus three, minus one fifty on the money line. New Orleans plus one thirty. Forty two is the total. And the the biggest note I have written down right here is Bill Belichick and this Patriots team have a look ahead to Tom Brady. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Belichick was also complimenting uh, Jameis in the press conference. Yeah, he knows he knows how to get ahead of uh, get ahead of things here. This game is tough, and I and I saw I think Terrell in the chat, Terrell Furman. He had a New England minus three, and then I think Cody Azeev was on Ooh. Saints plus three. Normally, our guys are aligned on something like this. I had trouble with it myself. You know, I I, I kind of like New England minus three, but then it's like, oh, that's some late movement. I mean, th- you can make a good case for both sides of the team. I mean, the unprecedented third road game for the Saints—it's tough. That's brutal. You have Belichick versus Jameis. I like Belichick in that matchup, but then you have Sean Payton coming off a loss, uh, nine and four against the spread as an underdog after losing as a favorite, eighteen and nine against the spread in back-to-back road games. But that's not back-to-back-to-back road games. Cody pointing out uh, that Bill doesn't look ahead. It's true. Oh, and I maybe I confused it. Terrell is on the Saints, and Cody is on New England. Pat's offensive line. They do a really good job, and and they move people around. And actually, our, my boy Mac Jones didn't look amazing in that Jets game. It kind of got swept under the rug because of how bad Zach Wilson looked. But Saints, th- they still have some coaching issues with COVID. It sounds like they're getting some of their coaches back, but not all are still back in the facility. So that's gotta that's gotta hurt their prep work. Now it's a non-conference road game going up to New England. Dome team outdoors. Granted, it's early. Uh, to me, there's there's the other element here, which is I think the the Saints will almost uh, undoubtedly be healthier, both with coaches and players. They were also pretty banged up last week. Like, forget the coach part; that yeah. kind of overshadowed. We were already saying, look how long this injury report is. So, uh, you already touched on it, but Sean Payton just really good coming off a loss, both against the spread and straight up. And, and I think this is a get up spot for any. Team and especially a guy like Sean Payton, right? Bill Belichick is is the man, and so I, I think everyone wants to bring their A game. And last thing I'll say, we we've seen the Saints control the line of scrimmages before, and, and control games. And what I'm interested in here, if they can control the line on the defensive side and put some pressure on Mac Jones, Mac See, Jones, that, that, and that's where and, and you bring me to the point of what swung it for me to new England was uh, new England's offensive line. I think of all the units, <laughs> that's the strength is, is the strength in this game. I, I think the new England offensive line is the best unit between the quarterbacks, the DBs, everything all factored together. I think new England's offensive line is the best thing they have going here. And I think if you're a, if you're the saints, you're the defensive line, you got, they're getting pushed around. And I think you just got to be start thinking about like, man, I just can't wait to get back home. We got a nice, easy game against the Giants to open the Superdome back. I, I think that's going to weigh on uh, them. Uh, is it going to open after that fire? Yeah, okay. that's not a big deal. Okay, roof fire, the roof being on fire, not nah, a big deal, not an issue. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take. I mean, a, I, I, I shamefully didn't didn't blindfully take the goddamn close your eyes special last week, and it went one and one. Uh, the, I think it went one and two, right? 
I, I went back and looked. There was only uh, two. Okay, I, one of them must have been a favorite. Um, I I don't love this only being three points, but the Saints have been a sneaky road team. I just think this is a great bounce back spot for them to me. It is, I mean they are good against the spread off a loss. I, I'm just gonna say Belichick at home uh, against a non-conference opponent. That's my angle, and really New England's offensive line, and I think we're. I think the Jameis we saw in Game Two is closer to the Jameis we'll see now. You, you get Jameis back home in the dome. I think he writes the ship. All right, let's do it. Next up, the Chargers head to Kansas City. I love San Diego. Hit the wrong Super Chargers charge. And uh, the Chiefs they're laying six and a half minus three hundred on the money line. Chargers plus two fifty. Fifty five is the total. I mean, this is the classic, like on one hand, it's only six and a half and it is the chiefs coming off a loss. Uh, but the chiefs have been a just horrible against the spread of late. Uh, they've been horrible against the spread in the division one, five and one against the spread a uh, two and 10 against the spread uh, in their last 12 as a favorite. I, I just, at some point, don't we have to worry Like this team isn't covering spreads anymore. They're not covering uh, spreads. Patrick Mahomes. Four and zero against the spread in the initial division matchup uh, last year, as long as he's not favored by seven or more. And Patrick Mahomes five and three against the spread after a loss. And this Chargers team, you know, as high as we are, we're on them, and as much as we like Justin Herbert, I mean, they have some tendencies to turn the ball over in inopportune times. They were kind of fortunate. Antonio Gibson bailed them out week one yeah. against Washington, but. Man, whether it's the penalties or throwing interceptions in the end zone, you know this Chargers team really, really figures out a way to shoot themselves in the foot. And oh, Andy Reid, still there, huh? What do you mean? Just the Chargers still oh, being yeah. a fucking nothing changes. Mush. Nothing changes with the Chargers, and it's Kansas City at home after you know. I, I think that was a tough loss for them. So this is a get up spot for Kansas City. Give me, uh, give me Kansas City laying six and a half. Do we are we worried at all that the Chargers are four one and one in their last six in Arrowhead? No. Straight up? Against the spread. No. Are we worried that the road team is twelve three and one against the spread in the past sixteen in this matchup? No, because I, I think most of those numbers were probably factoring in Kansas City being a bigger favorite than six and a half. Are we worried that the Chargers are seven three and one against the spread in their past eleven road games? Uh no, I'm not worried. Okay, I I mean I think we just like this team on the road better at home because they don't have a home field advantage, so they kind of get a road bump. And uh, the the last thing I'll say, Mahomes in his career against the Chargers is four and two, straight up, and uh, the point differential in those in those six games is plus twelve. They play close games. I'm taking the points. I think the six and a half is telling you what the bookies already know, which is they're going to need people to bet Kansas City. So they're dangling that candy out there. They're saying, please come take this six and a half. Please, please, please give me the Chargers plus the points. Yeah, I, I think normally I'd be with you, but I think the situation of them coming off that loss is what is that what switches it for me. You want to yeah. take elite quarterbacks coming off a loss when you're gambling that, I mean, you want to talk about veteran handicapping Ryan taking elite quarterbacks after they lose a game yeah. is, you know, much like, uh, you know, Aaron Chief, Rodgers Chiefs or whatever win, it is. Chiefs win by four giants coming off Thursday night football. They host the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are catching three plus one thirty on the money line. Minus one fifty four. the giants 47 and a half is the total. 
This is a road back to back for the Falcons. Both teams are Owen two. Uh, something has got to give. What uh, is uh and well, the loser goes home. Falcons are Owen two against the spread as well. Gi- Giants, Giants are, are one and one against the spread at home, which is, you know, and, and kudos to them. They did get the cover uh, against the Washington uh, football team. That was a big spot for them. Long rest quarterback. Well, looked good. Well, good's a stretch, but um, no, I think he looked okay. Go, you go look up your fucking air yards. No, how, how do they, how does he look there? I mean, come on, Ryan. He didn't look good is I don't know. That's those a bit refs of a stretch. that you were pissed off at. They took a nice long touchdown run off the board from them. No, I mean that that was holding. But it, really, Giants. You thought that was holding? <laughs> Come on, stand the on Giants, a different island. Giants are three and six at home against the spread, and they you know, own the Falcons. Period. Do they? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen the Falcons beat the Giants. I, I, my problem is the Giants are laying points, and I, I I just don't think you can favor this Giants team against many teams in the NFL right now. I, I just haven't seen it. The defense was supposedly going to carry them, and I haven't seen great right. defensive play from the Giants. Thirty second, the thirty second out of thirty two teams ranked DVOA right now, and it's such a wide margin behind Jacksonville, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, no, I mean Atlanta's really bad, and I guess if they are going to be a favorite against someone, it would be the Falcons. But Ryan, are you confident with this Giants yeah, team like in at this home? Matchup, yeah, they're retired. Like Eli's number. I mean, th- this is the worst offense in the league, uh, according to DVOA. Uh, we we can keep talking about numbers. They're they're just not good at anything. They're not. Yeah. They're bottom five defense in the league. Uh, I think. I think what we we saw last week will continue, and the Giants' offense will will show a little little wiggle. Danny Dimes had surprisingly had some time back there. the The shuffle of the offensive line seems to have have set something in place, and I think Barkley's one week healthier. Galladay's one week healthier, and as much as you want to throw shade, Daniel Jones was not even near the top of the pile of being the problem last week. Uh, the only thing that concerns me is Evan Ingram. I love how that's you talking shit is no Daniel Jones. Cause he had a good game and you're, and you, and you're just gonna be like, nah, he didn't, he didn't have a good game. No, he, he had did. a good game. He had a good game. He was solid. He, he had a good game in the stat sheet. He had a good game on the field. Like you can't, there's nothing you can say that, that he didn't have a good game. Jason Garrett lost that game. The refs uh, cost them that game. We can blame a lot of other people. We're not going to blame Danny dimes. Uh, so now you give him the softest defense he's seen. I think you're, you're probably right to say, Hey, you can't favor the giants. Yeah. But you know, I could also counter with on a neutral field. You're making this a pick them. No, I, I think for Daniel Jones to get to the next level, he's got to stop taking sacks and long rest for the giants as well. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go with you, Ryan. Let's take the Giants minus the, three. The angle against it is like so. Maybe it's not two and a half. The angle against it would be well. Atlanta played Tampa much closer, if not for those couple defensive touchdowns. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, Atlanta looks really bad, and as much as the Giants haven't looked good, Atlanta's probably looked worse. So I, I'll go with you on the Giants minus three. Oh, and this is going to be on the big screen too. That's the best part, Sean. Atlanta and <laughs> New York Giants. Act. Big screen. Let's go. Chicago. Justin Fields getting the start until Andy Dalton's healthy, guys. Just so you know. Just so you know, it's it's still you know Andy's. Th- and I ran a poll question saying, do you think Andy Dalton will get his job back no. when he's healthy? 
Well, I mean, I wouldn't think so, but also Matt Nagy clearly he's he's pushed so many chips into the Andy Dalton is our guy. Yeah. You're like, right. why, why does he have to specify that he's still the number one until he's healthy? I would just why not even not address it and just go, well, ju- you know, Andy Dalton's pl- not starting, so Justin Fields yeah. is. You don't have to address yeah. it. He's he's really digging himself a grave he doesn't need to do. Because everything's turned into reality television. Chicago heads to Cleveland, where the Browns uh, nine on the look ahead. Sean down to seven, minus three thirty on hmm. the money line. Chicago plus two fifty five. Are we saying that Andy Dalton is two points worse than Justin Fields? <laughs> Forty seven and a half is the well, total. two points better. Oh it yeah, works. so yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, the 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 note I would point out if that is what you are thinking is if Andy Dalton does w- something well, he gets the ball out. He gets the ball out real quick. And what was the knock on Justin Fields? Doesn't get the ball out quick. I think in this matchup against the Cleveland defense that has underperformed, yep. and they're looking to eat against this offensive line, against the quarterback that, quote, processes slow, has trouble on the whiteboard, maybe has a slower release than Andy Dalton. We know this offensive line is bad. Yeah, but I mean, also this Cleveland defense was kind of getting carved up by the Houston Texans and Tyrod Taylor, and the you know the Browns defense really struggles with their linebacker play. And I think a guy like Justin Fields, this is where he's going to thrive. He's going to take one mm. look and then either check it down to Montgomery, uh, Cole Komet, or run the ball. He's going to give himself some really easy stuff. And Matt Nagy, as much as he doesn't want. Justin Fields to be his quarterback. If you give him some of that RPO stuff that was working with Mitch Trubisky towards the end of the season, I think they actually will be able to move the ball. And when you have a shitty offensive line like the Chicago Bears have, how do you mitigate it by putting it in the hands of a quarterback who likes to run the ball? Everything and, you're saying makes sense. And Baker Mayfield is dealing with the shoulder injury. When asked about his shoulder, he said, "Quote: It's still attached," but that doesn't sound promising. And <laughs> You know, it's still attached. And and the Cleveland offense really hasn't kind of hit its stride. You know, Odell Beckham isn't playing. Uh, who knows when he's going to decide he's ready to play? It sounds like that's the issue. Jarvis Landry is going to be out. I, I do think Kareem Hunt has a big game simply because of the targets. And, and maybe Nick Chubb also able to run the ball. But I think it's going to be tough for them to that's, really light it up offensively without their receivers. I think that's the matchup, though. It's that it's Cleveland running the ball, and I think if Cleveland, no, and that's fine to win the game, but I think covering seven, and you could probably, you know, since it moved from nine, you might be able to find some seven and a halfs, maybe even some eights out there. So I, I, I think the handicap is that Chicago is going to be able to keep it close. All right, well, let me plant one more seed in your head because sure. this actually got in my head, and I, I can't bet, I cannot bet the Browns or the Bears now. Justin Fields coming to Ohio. Definitely already a guy who let's let's just go with my offseason narrative doesn't okay. process quickly. Now he's got to deal with the distraction of talking to all these Ohio State people, all these local people wanting tickets, or coming back to the state or of he's Ohio. Have a, a, all that added pressure. Or he's gonna have a support system there of people in Ohio, a state he's balled out in before. Mm. In the same way like Big Ben has owned the state of Ohio, you could certainly make a case that Justin Fields has owned the state of Ohio. Yeah, Georgia boy up in Ohio. I'm gonna flip that one around. Yeah, I, I'm gonna lay the points. Okay. I, I think the, I think, I like Fields to potentially have a nice fantasy day. Yeah. But I don't think it's because the Bears are in this game. 
I mean, I honestly, when, when I went back and watched the second half of the bears bangles and watched the way that the bang, like the bears just, but you have to look at the offense. No, I understand. Look They're at the offense with a week to prepare I get with that. fields as the guy. Cause that that's a different offense. He was playing in Andy Dalton's offense. I will. You trust Matt I'm Nagy. Telling, I'm not going to trust Matt. I'm Nagy. telling Matt Nagy can put in some simple RPO stuff that a college quarterback will be able to pick up fairly easily this week. And it, it will look decent. The product. All right. I like it. We're on opposite sides. Last early kick. Cincinnati heads to Pittsburgh where the Steelers are minus three, minus one seventy on the money line, plus one fifty-five for the Bengals. Forty-four is the total. I mean, this number, I was saying this to you earlier, it confuses me because on one hand, if Big Ben is playing, I would think the number would be bigger. Yeah. But if he isn't playing, I don't think the Steelers are laying points against the Bengals. So it, are they purely just splitting the difference because they don't know? Um, I, to me, we were discussing well, lot is a bigger concern than this game. I, I want no part of on no. the, uh, on the card. No. I'm not going to be betting this game. Oh, what? But, but we bet every game. Should no, I, we, we pick every game. I'm not going to bet this game because either side of the, uh, of the bet feels like a bad bet. Do I want to take this Bengals team going into, into Pittsburgh coming off a loss, a, a Bengals team that again, can't seem to figure out how to protect Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow throwing picks left and right. Or do we want to take the Steelers, who the Big Ben injury aside, which I I don't think is a massive issue compared to the TJ Watt injury. Uh, TJ Watt, as soon as he went out, yeah. their defense fucking fell apart. Their defense was carrying him, and then you got Joe Hayden, Devin Bush. They have so many injuries, but then you have a much better coach. Like Mike Tomlin <laughs> is a much better Ooh. coach. Who, by the way, and Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is the odds-on favorite to be first coach fired right now. Joe Judge in second place, which is crazy no. because the Giants they, hang on to bad coaches for a very long time. They're just not dialed in. The uh, Devin Bush uh, also, but he's back as well. Like that, that matters too. Yeah, I just groin injuries. Devin are, Bush is back. I thought he was still out. Full, full participant okay. in practice today. So I, I, T.J. Watt limited, uh, Hayden limited. So they they were out there. I'm going to go Steelers minus three. The thought being Tomlin is the better coach Tomlin at home versus Zach Taylor. That alone should warrant more than three points. They're going to shoot up big Ben, uh, you know, tell him to stay off the porn hub or whatever he's been launching to get his peck thrown out again. He, he has an addiction. He's dealing with it. Serious. (laughs) Look up the story about big Ben admitting that he was addicted to masturbating and try not to laugh while reading the article. But and, and maybe as we say this, like the coaching difference, the home field, Steelers coming off a loss. Maybe I do like Pittsburgh minus three more than more than I've uh, let on. Cincy on a road back to back. Yeah. So give me the Steelers minus three. Although Tomlin will have aviators on, and that's that give like yeah. strengthens. Just his- imagine badass Tomlin going up and down the sidelines. He's gonna pull some shit out his ass. Tomlin. And- he just lost to Gruden. You think he's yeah. happy? No. We got to get our shit going mentally. And then I, you know you could just list off every against the spread record of the Bengals versus the Steelers in all different fun ways. And it just doesn't look good. It's just the historically. Yeah. And, and Steelers are 23 and six against the Bengals last 29 games. There's been injuries in those games. There's been wonky situations. I mean, you're betting it at minus three. That's the closest think, you'll get to a money line. Yeah. In the Steelers Bengals. That's right? the difference. You're not, you're not having to lay it, I guess, because yeah. Ben's hurt and I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not stoked if Haskins is out there or Mason Rudolph, but well, and, and uh, 
Haskins has been inactive the first two games of the season, so it sounds like Mason Rudolph would get no. the start. Moonoff, uh, Manji pointing out Zach Taylor one fifteen and one <laughs> on the road. Yeah, what are we talking about? This is Pittsburgh all day. I mean, you start with Pittsburgh. There, you find no way to get to Cincinnati, then you stay on Pittsburgh. Yeah. Ryan Pickswise.com. You want to pick wiser? You got to go to Pickswise.com. That's right, Pickswise, baby. Oh man, you want free picks? Of course you do. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Pickswise number one app for sports betting picks. They got you covered every game, every day, every sport, and uh, you know it, it's awesome. They got best bets, props, parlays, in-depth analysis. It's all free, and you know if it's free, it's for me, aka old Sean Green. You can find some great sportsbook promos, and again, it's very simple. Just download the free Pickswise app. Make your next bet better. Pixwise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd.com. They have a weekly hundred dollar SGPN free roll contest. You have to have the uh, have downloaded the SGPN app, which you should have already downloaded. But download that. Go to OddsCrowd.com. Enter your weekly picks in for the hundred dollar SGPN. There's a bunch of other contests. They get you covered for. Uh, college, uh, other, you know, MLB, whatever you want. They're giving away hundreds of dollars every week. Of course, season long contests as well. Like I said, I'm in third place in the college season long contest uh, for a chance to win 3000 bucks. There's $10,000 up for grabs in the NFL season long Kramer. Uh, who are the winners this week? All right. I got uh, I got it up in front of me week two in the SGPN a free roll. The winner RR dub 17.24 unit profit. Oh, Woo. Hello. Oh my God. And then uh, over in the uh, season long, Sean, top, uh, top spot currently sitting on that $10,000 prize. Patrick nine, hmm. 44 units up. He's 13 units clear of second. Sean, I'm in 169th place. <laughs> nice. I thought you might like that. Yeah. 169. Let's go, baby. All right, let's uh let's move on. We still got the afternoon slate to pick. First up, Miami as a closure. Ah, special coming off that thumping. 35 nothing to the Bills. They're heading to Vegas where the Raiders are minus four and a half. Sean, this was one on the look ahead. It's mm. now four and a half, minus two twenty-five on the money line. Miami plus one eighty. Forty-five and a half is the total. My theory, J- Brissett. With a week of practice, proper game plan. The defense looked okay. Can they run the ball against the Raiders? Probably. There's no reason this number uh, should have moved three and a half points off of Tua. And the entire world is going to be on the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> here. Give me the Long closure eyes. This is like the ultimate make sense closure eyes special yeah. because it is gross. It, it nothing about it makes sense. And yet, of course, you're taking the Dolphins plus four and a half. I, I I can't figure out a reason to get off this side because it's just so gross. It's the grossest of the numbers on the card. It, it there, you can't really back into a real justification on the field other than the defense plays well. They run the ball well, and they and they they turn teams over. And Brian Flores in the Brian Flores era, seventeen and ten against the spread as a dog. And I'll say this, Ryan. As as much as you don't like to see, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers for Tua going through those uh, cracked ribs, bruised ribs, serious thing. Uh, I mean, we can pretty much cash those unders 
those season long under hey, and hate to get to it. Should we get injured. a candle? We will set up a two of vigil, but could you make a case that Jacoby Brissett with a full week of practice uh, is better than Tua? I, I mean, I'm yeah, kind of there. At this point, who knows? I'm kind of there. And we see this with the Raiders all the time where they start out good and then completely fall apart as the as the week goes on. Derek Carr, they say his ankle is okay, but the fact that it was injured, the fact he was on the injury report, I think that is a small full participant on Wednesday. Yeah, no, they said he's good to go. I I, I still think it could factor in. And this Dolphins team, I think, will play a little desperate. And man, I I I do think that defense, as much as I thought coming into the season that it would regress a little bit as far as the turnovers, they've been still able to create those turnovers, turn the ball over four times. I think you set Jacoby Brissett up, tell him to play a clean game, give him some easy looks, and I think he gets it done. But really, it's just Brian Flores as a dog, or the other side is just John Gruden as a favorite after a win. Like this is the problem with the Raiders. They can't stack success. They don't. It's like a it's like a Jenga thing that they just cannot put together. As soon as they yeah. pull two blocks out, couple blocks out, they, the whole tower crumbles. To me, the story of this game is that I don't I don't think they can run the ball. And I think Miami is probably going to be the most equipped defense they've seen by a bit. And I think this defense knows they have to play a solid game because the backup quarterbacks out there. And that's the best I can do because yeah. the rest of it's gross. And you know what? It's only Wednesday. The average person isn't getting down on their NFL games yet, <laughs> but ha- three times I've gotten a text. Uh, everyone's on this side. Everyone is on Las Vegas. So let's fade it. All right. Jets. Jesus. The late games are kind of, kind of low key trash this week. No offense if one of your teams there, but jets at Denver, Denver home opener, Sean, we like that mm. minus 10 and a half. Minus six hundred on the money line, plus four forty for the Jets. Forty-one is the total. I mean, this is another gross one. Another one where the experienced, uh, the experienced man, not new to the sports gambling block, will tell you. Uh, yes, a look ahead to Baltimore matters for the Broncos. I do, I do think that uh, there's some strange history between those franchises. Uh, they've only uh, been favored by more than ten. Twice since 2015, and they're <laughs> 0 and 2 in those spots. I don't like the idea no. of laying this many points with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't like the idea of having Vic Fangio be at the helm of a ship that needs to cover by this many points. But holy crap, the Jets looked like dog shit last week. Yeah, and Zach Wilson on the road against Vic Fangio. I mean, we saw Zach Wilson at home against Bill Belichick. Now, Vic Fangio's mm. no Bill Belichick, but certainly I I'm confident they're going to be able to scheme up some stuff. Cortland Sutton is a late add to the injury report there. I I'm a little worried about the Jets' ability to create some pressure on the Broncos. We saw the Broncos, you know, kind of slow play the Jags early, but eventually they got there. Eventually they got the win. Eventually they got the cover. And it I, is and the I, Butler. And I think something similar happens with this Broncos team at home. I I just think I just think Zach Wilson he's not there yet and he's going to struggle to put up points on we, the road in Mile High. Are you overreacting to one game against Bill Belichick? No. Okay. I mean he didn't look great the first game. Okay. So we have two games where he doesn't look that good. I I think I think we would I think he looked really bad in the last game and it's yeah. kind of hard to forget that and I I 
think I'm going to once again be on a, just the absolute gross side and take the Jets with the points here. Mm, that's a bad pick. Right? Um, again, it's it's zero and two teams are a strong play against the spread, especially you when they're playing. You have to know when to put the numbers aside, and this <laughs> Jets team is an outlier. They're an outlier right now, as uh, Joe Rice in the YouTube chat points out. <laughs> As a Jets fan, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater revenge game. Colby always talks about how the Jets did him dirty. They moved on uh, before they needed to. Kind of gave him the cold shoulder. And now this is Ted, Teddy Bridgewater. And also, Teddy Bridgewater is just one of those guys who covers fucking spread. He does. He's that, not very oftentimes true. a ten and a half point favorite. And no. maybe that's where he maxes out. But the thin air at home in Denver, their first home game. Man, I, I I think they're going to be a handful for this Jets team. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of of taking the dog here, but I think that's the side you got to play. All right, Tampa, Tampa heads to Los Angeles. This is the game of the week for sure. Uh, definitely the afternoon game. Rams they opened as a one and a half point favorite on the look ahead. Uh, Tampa has since moved to the one point favorite, minus one twenty five on the money line. Rams plus one hundred five. Fifty five and a half is the total. Brady seems on a mission to, to just put up numbers uh, and and just dominate the world. I understand why the line moved to the Tampa side. I understand that Tampa's been playing really well. I just don't. I don't know about this one. I think this is a this has the potential for Sean McVay to have an edge on Bruce Arians. I think the fact mm. that Tampa can't run the ball might show up in this game, and. I'm gonna. Other than you know Brady looking like he has the edge on Matt Stafford, I kind of yeah. like the Rams everywhere else at this point. Yeah, I mean the Rams should be able to throw on them, uh, but the Rams' defense hasn't been that amazing. You, you kind of look back. Uh, I mean the the Bears were able to move the ball a little bit. Colts were able to move the ball a little bit. I, I do think the Bucks' pass rush will be able to get home a little bit against Los Angeles. <laughs> And it comes down to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's thrown nine touchdowns this yeah. season. Maybe it's a look ahead for him, but uh, is. Brady isn't a guy who looks ahead. He's a guy who eats thirty to fifty almonds per day, which is crazy. Not because the that's amount a, of water he's consuming, just the just the fact that you know how many almonds you eat per day. The fact that you're counting your almonds. Tom Brady is count your almonds dialed in. Gronk, on the other hand, like he says, he doesn't watch film. He just runs past guys. I think they're going to have trouble covering Gronk, and you saw it in the uh, in the Super Bowl. Gronk had a couple big plays there against the Rams. Sean McVay missed practice, feeling under the weather. Uh -oh. Do you think uh, now they said it's not COVID, but you think Tom Brady would miss practice because he doesn't feel good, Ryan? You think Bruce Arians? Bruce Arians drinks paint when he's not feeling good. Makes him feel better. Makes him feel like a man. Puts a little lead in his pencil, figuratively and literally. I I, I mean. Tom Brady is better than Matt Stafford. That's uh, that's the only it's handicap you true. have here. Tom Brady, twelve and five against the spread, is a favorite of fewer than three points. And uh, you could make a case that this Bucks team he has around him is a lot better than some of the rosters he had yeah. in New England when he was a, such a small favorite. Is this just like get out of the way? Don't be an idiot. Take the buck. Yeah. I, in my opinion, if I'm just kind of you know being an experienced handicapper, someone who can lead you through yeah. the jungle. I, I'm saying Rams should be favored by two and a half here. Okay, but it, what kind of key numbers are you crossing there, Ryan? You're not crossing any. I'm just saying I don't think Tampa should be favored. I, I probably okay. would have liked the Rams at one and a half. 
I, I just think this is a spot. Like I get it. We're watching. I mean, they, they almost lost the fucking Cowboys at home. You know, like they, they yeah, ran up the score on the Falcons with two late defensive scores. Like we can calm down. Like Tom Brady slinging the rock, but the defense is yeah, giving I mean, up you points. Could, you could make a case that the Rams almost lost to Carson Wentz. So I get, I get your, your, you're picking a winner. You're picking, you're picking yeah. Tom Brady. I'll take the other guy. I take my guy, Matty Stafford. Next up speaking about our guy, Russ Wilson, hopefully he fucking cooks all the way to the end of the game. This time Seattle heading to Minnesota, the spaceship. Seattle Seahawks are minus two on the road, minus one twenty-five on the money line. Vikings plus one hundred five, fifty-five and a half is the total. Love this game for DFS. Mm. This is very dangerously close to prime time, and boy, I would be very much considering this Vikings team if Russ didn't just blow that game. But I mean, again, this great quarterbacks off a loss. Russell Wilson twenty-five mm. and twelve against the spread after a loss. I mean, really, you look at the teams. They kind of are fairly similar. Uh, Mike Zimmer, pretty solid coach. Pete Carroll, pretty solid coach. Both Minnesota, crazy in their own ways. Yes, yeah. I mean, Mike Zimmer likes really, really young chicks. <laughs> Google, yeah. Google that if you're, uh, if you like. I mean, his Google, girlfriend. Yeah, just, congratulations, <laughs> Mike Zimmer. So, uh, we're, uh, their offense. They have. They both have two good yeah. pairs of receivers. I mean, you could probably Seattle. You give them the slight edge. Vikings have Dalvin Cook. I mean, Chris Carson, good, not Dalvin Cook, but really the and and both their defensive ha, defenses have looked really bad so far this season. To me, the biggest difference is one team is Kirk Cousins, the other team is Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes you can overthink it. You can bring out all the trends. You know, eighteen and eight. Pete Carroll is against the spread after losing as a favorite. You can bring them all out, trot them all out, bring them out. Does it fucking matter? One team is Russell Wilson, the other doesn't. Yeah. Uh, quick note: We went through that whole handicap of the Bucks without pointing out the the Patriots look ahead for Tom Brady. No, I did. Okay. I mentioned it. Thank you. I said he doesn't look ahead. Oh. He's 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 looking down at the That's counter right. to count almonds. his you're goddamn right. almonds. Right. You did say that, but yeah. The, uh, look, I told you, zero and two teams are a good bet. Yeah. They become a bad bet when the spread is between threes. Ooh. So. Or when they have Kirk Cousins. Well. In this case, the spread is between three, so it works. It works both ways, and yeah, I think I think you take Seattle here. I think, you know, Dalvin Cook's ankle is something I would monitor. Sources close to the situation, Sean. Mm. This might be more serious than uh, than we're letting. Alexander Madison might be a might be a guy. Yeah. Or you just want to stack Kirk Cousins in your DFS lineup like <laughs> I did. All right, Sunday night. We're both on Seattle. Sunday night football. Green Bay coming off like Monday that. night football. Like they head to San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers is coming home. Minus three and a half for the Niners? Question mark. Minus one eighty. Uh, plus one fifty for the Packers. Forty nine and a half is the total. I know San Francisco has kind of owned Green Bay of late. Yeah, it is weird because this past couple of games they've just ran it down their throats. Postseason domination. Yeah, but Rogers all time is I think five and three, eighteen touchdowns, two interceptions. Kind of interesting. Historically, he's he's shown up against them. This is the ultimate <sighs> revenge spot for Life. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, it 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 starts in the Bay Area. He wanted to be traded to the 49ers, right? We all know that it was pretty clear. What better way to stick it to the 49ers? Also, a team with no secondary, a team that's starting Richard Sherman. I mean, 
Jalen Hurts, who isn't as good a, a passer nearly as as Aaron Rodgers, Hurts took advantage. He had some deep shots. I mean, they weren't able to completely convert and get the win, but if you saw Hurts carving up them those those cornerbacks deep. I, why couldn't you know? Why couldn't uh, Green Bay do that? I, I certainly worry about Bakhtiari uh, still being out and having to deal with that offensive line. However, Jerome Boger, the referee in this game, aka mm. the ladies' man referee, which I'm Brian Fellows. <laughs> yeah, look up the the ladies' man character and then watch Jerome Boger. You'll you will never be able to unsee that he's two and zero against the spread for the road team. Uh, but I mean, also like the 49ers. Again, I, I've just been such a hater on them. But should this be three and a half? Like, I, what what am I missing here? Like, I know the running backs are plug and play in the Shanahan system, but Elijah Mitchell. He's dealing with the shoulder thing. Trey Sermon is in the concussion protocol. Like running backs, who's their running back? But running backs come back, right? Do they need two weeks running backs? I, I mean, think. Trey Sermon was barely getting in. He gets in one play. He gets knocked unconscious and he fumbles. So I, I, I think between coaching and the concussion, I don't think he comes back. They just signed a guy from the XFL. Man, I, I, I just think Packers will be able to throw on them, and and maybe Packers they probably will end up being a public dog, and, and they could have some fleas here. But isn't isn't the isn't Green Bay the 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 way to go here, Kramer? I mean, I did write down Jimmy G is laying three and a half points to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I did write down that San Francisco is two and zero, and they're they're looking ahead potentially to. Are they? Is it possible that Seattle on deck could be any any sort of distraction here? We didn't mention it in the Seattle Minnesota game because they're coming off a loss, but San Francisco coming home after that back to back road trip. Um, probably not because it's Aaron Rodgers. But to your point, I think this is a game where if it does turn into some sort of shootout where San Francisco is shredding the Packers on the ground and Aaron Rodgers is shredding the 49ers in the air, you definitely want to bet on Aaron Rodgers in a shootout. Uh, last thing we'll say, it's just it's so hard to lay more than three with Jimmy G. It's so hard to, and yeah. we just, I get it. We like the pack, we might as well throw the Niners in with the Cowboys. We're not finding ourselves taking them very often. <laughs> Uh, no, and and maybe they just run it down their throats, and and Green Bay's defense can't do it. But I, I'm just optimistic enough that it, he'll be able to throw on that secondary, and I do think there's a there's a ch- a real chip on the shoulder here for Aaron Rodgers, and he's he seems like a guy who gets up for these emotional revenge games. He's a petty guy. He's yeah. a petty petty man who wants to scorn his exes, and I think 49ers he considers an ex. Yeah, that's true. That's probably the strongest angle, especially emo Aaron Rodgers. All right, Monday Night Football, Sean. Let's go. Dallas week. Eagles, Cowboys. Cowboys laying four. Ooh, that's a shot. Minus 190. Eagles plus 160. 52 is the total. First instinct, uh, not a total guy. We did mention primetime totals have gone over to the tune of 6 and 0 so far this year. Feels like 52 is a tad low, uh, but it is. It, it is uh it is a divisional game. Just tell me why the Eagles win, Sean. Why the Eagles win? Well, I, I mean, historically the Eagles show up after losses. I, I liked what I saw out of Jalen Hurts. Again, if you're a PFF guy, he's he's rated top in that. But that aside, like I, I like his confidence in the pocket. Again, still very early on in his career, but I like what I've seen. I like the shots they took deep. I, I think they're gonna be able to carve up the Cowboys secondary, you know, about no uh, Lael Collins. That's a huge uh, opportunity for the Eagles D line. 
Amari Cooper, he trending not to play. He's right on the edge. Now they're uh, one of their Cowboys linebackers, Keanu Neal. He's on the COVID list, uh, close contact. He's unvaccinated, so there's a chance he won't play Monday. And it's kind of a perfect situation for the Eagles. The Eagles are coming off a game at home that they let the opportunity slip through uh, their hands. They probably should have won that game. Now, on the other side, the Cowboys coming from Los Angeles, a game they really didn't have any business winning. And maybe I'm biased because I hate the Cowboys <laughs> and I bet on the Chargers, but the Chargers literally threw them that game. If, if Hertz is going to throw interceptions into the end zone, then yeah, they're going to lose the game. But the Eagles' defense, again, I'm isolating of the Eagles offense, the Cowboys offense, the Eagles defense and the Cowboys defense. The the Eagles defense I think is a is a big advantage for them. Now maybe Brandon Graham not being there is enough to kind of submarine the defense, but they've only let up 23 points so far again against Atlanta and the 49ers. Not not the most high-powered offenses, but I do think with Noah Amari Cooper, I do like Steven Nelson and Darius Slay to be able to slow them down enough. I, I think our defensive line, our front seven, is going to be able to hold uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard, that dynamic duo. Uh, you know, they're kind of neck and neck there for who's the better running back. We'll see who who gets more carries there. But ultimately, I I, I think the Cowboys secondary has some real issues. And there's going to be some massive opportunities, in particular Dallas Goddard, and uh, you know they've really the Cowboys have really struggled with running backs. You saw Austin Eckler. What did he do? He had a massive game. So you have pass catching running backs in Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. I I think I, I like both sides of their uh, the matchups here for them. My yeah, the, I guess the concern for me would be if, could you know if Dak's able to just sling the rock against the. Why the don't second. you take the Cowboys, Ryan? Uh, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. The Eagles do better when you when you well, fade against. So the Eagles. They have struggled uh, on the road in in Dallas, one and four against the spread in their last five. But Dallas is just bad as a favorite, one and seven in their last eight. They're bad in the division, one five one and five in their last six. And most importantly, they shit the bed in prime time. <laughs> the Cowboys are five and eleven in their last sixteen Monday Night Football appearances. I get it. That's a long fucking time. It's a point though. It's a culture. Jerry Jones. The extra pressure they're, they're on prime time. They're smelling themselves after beating the Chargers, I think. And they just won in LA. You don't think that matters for a team like this? A team no. that is coached by Humpty Dumpty, A.K. Mo Joe Moment himself. And, and and I do think this is an emotional young team that Sirianni has, and and I think you know still early on in the season, I think he has the players' ear, and I think they're going to be able to get up for this game in a big way. Kramer, uh, Brandon in the chat, he's a Cowboys fan. He's been picking my brain as to what is a good bet for Eagles Cowboys. What do you suggest we throw on the line for this Eagles Cowboys game? Well, the last five games have gone over. Yes, that's the that's the game. Oh, you're saying for to bet with this guy? Yeah, got it. Uh, it's got to be alcohol, right? Okay. Yeah. Maybe, why do we do that? Bottle is there, of, is there uh, like a, a is there like a, a fill like maybe a Philly? Is there like a, a local whiskey you could put up against like a, a Texas bourbon? I, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll find a, I'll find a, or just fiddle. Irish maybe. Yeah. Same difference. <laughs> I'll give you a uh, bottle of proper 12 and you can find, cause I mean, he's not from Philadelphia, but I feel like Connor McGregor is probably the closest to your average Philadelphian, except he doesn't know how to throw a football or a baseball. So I'll, I'll put up a bottle of proper 12 and you can come back with whatever 
you know, uh, opposite or, side of we whiskey. Spread or money line? Oh, I'll take the money line. Nice. I don't need your fucking four points, Brandon. Nice. This is the nice. fucking Philadelphia Eagles we're talking about. Fly, Eagles, fly till a DIE. I mean, they, we're going to get up for this game. The birds are going to roll. You want a final score, Ryan? I would love a final score, Sean. 29 to 20. I think it actually goes just under. I, I know both offenses. Really? You would think it's going to be a high scoring affair, but this is the perfect time where that every primetime game goes over. It zags back because it's a division game and they know each other. See, I, I think this is the game where everyone who has Jalen Hurts in fantasy is stroking themselves because he does something crazy like 50 you have points. to know when to come. Long. Like we my, can only hope, right? My bold prediction for this game, it would be like if you can find a DGen prop where Hertz rushes for over a hundred yards and scores two or three touchdowns. Mm. That's well, the angle. You can say that because we'll we'll hit on some Monday night props. Oh, don't worry. On our Sunday recap show. People know at Kramer Centric on Twitter. <laughs> that's where they find the winning props. Did did we already talk about the thirty five to one? Yes, we, we mentioned it. Maybe. Great spot. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's give out some prize picks, uh, player all right. props here again. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code SGP. Last one I gave out went three and zero, so twenty dollar entry paid out one hundred bucks. Nice, that's, that's really, right. That's really awesome. Uh, what do you got here, Kramer? What do you got? Like a three teamer you like? Uh, rapid fire. Sure. Uh, we're taking all overs because that's what we're gonna do. Overs club. Let's go. Kirk Cousins, two sixty five and a half passing yards. Way too low, especially if Dalvin Cook's going to be a little banged up. Justin Fields over 44 and a half rushing yards. That's too low because they're going to have what? Would you say they're going to have at least five designed runs for this guy? Maybe, maybe as, as high as 10? I would think so. I think he's going to be running the ball a little bit. I think you called that out. The pass rush could instigate it. So 44 and a half just feels low. Like this is going to be a 50 something yard prop by Sunday. And then I'm going to stay in that game. Give me Darnell Mooney over 50 Ooh. and a half receiving yards. We've been talking about this. It just Darnell Mooney feels like he's going to catch a nice long pass from fields. And he's you might get a little excited in this game for, for a bit uh, before we realize that Justin Fields sucks. Daniel Jones over 25 and a half rushing yards. That's comically low. Austin Eckler over 53 and a half rushing yards against oh. the chiefs. Like, come on that. Yeah, I mean his passing game work is the only thing that scares me with that. And, and maybe Chiefs can't stop the run. No, not at all. And uh, what else do we got? Oh, Odell Beckham receiving yards under forty nine and a half. I mean, he may uh, if he does play. I think they still have to ease him back in. He's the one that says, "I don't trust my ankle. I don't trust my leg." How can they give him a ton of workload? So uh, I'm on the under there. And that'll do it. Prizepicks.com promo code SGP. Let's Time go. for the LDT lock dog and tease. Happy what do we do here, Ryan? I went first last week. You went first the first week. We're still. Well, you did the football song, so maybe that was enough. Maybe that cleansed. Maybe it. let one moving part at a time. Yes. Yeah, so you go back to uh, going oh, wait, first. No, that would be two moving parts because you we did the football song and you went. For, all right, I'll go first if you. If you need me to go first, Sean, I will go first. I'm going to start. Well, I know your lock's going to be Miami, right? Oh yeah. Just put it on the board. You Is it? ruined the tease, but I was going to start with my dog, but I'll oh. start with my lock. Yeah. Give me Brissett. Give me the dolphins. 
Uh, it's it's a tremendously gross spot on the board. I just think we're gonna see this Dolphins defense show up four and a half. Way too many points for my dog. As much as I want to give you the Jets at plus four forty to to shock the world, I I I honestly think the way to play it is you take the Colts plus two hundred. Uh, this is a mm. divisional game. It would not shock me at all if we saw this Colts team win with a late field goal. Uh, so the two to two to one feels feels nice, even though it's a road spot. And for my tease, step one, Cleveland's not losing. Move that down to one. Step two, Rams up to plus seven. That that's not a bad tease. Yeah. Step three, we're gonna take. Uh, mm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do a couple more grunts. Give me New Orleans plus nine. Ooh. Okay. All right, and we got a new segment, Ryan, in honor of uh, True DJN. Hey, you want to feed that donkey some beer? Get it all messed up. <laughs> Norm McDonald, salute. What do you got for like a DJN play, a parlay? What do you got? I mean, I honestly, I think the move is you you take the Dolphins, you take the Colts, uh, and you parlay them. Miami and Indy money line parlay. Yeah, I, I mean, two teamer. It's uh, I I can get that price for you in a second. Dial up the database. Yeah, letting it riff or letting it ride there. All right. For my lock, I like Kansas City. I like Washington in the points. It's a lot of points. I, the more after going through the game, I really like Pittsburgh minus three, but I locked them up last week. Feel like I can't do that again. We can't mess around with that. Denver minus 10 and a half is crazy. Seattle minus two, we locked up, or you had, you locked up last week, right? Yeah. That didn't work out. I like Tampa Bay minus one, but you're on the opposite side. I do want to, oh man, I really want to get down that Tampa minus one, Green Bay minus three and a half on the road there. All right. What am I going to do? Shit. Okay. This, uh, there's so many juicy dogs that take a lot of points and just seem foolish later. Yes. That's what's going to happen. Give me. Washington Redskins long rest plus seven and a half. They're 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 a nice dog there for my actual dog for my dog money line. I like Kramer's Indy. Okay, well yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, Dolphins plus one eighty. I like them as well, and I think they get it done on the money line for my tees. Give me Denver down to four and a half. Give me Philly up to ten, and then uh, what's hmm. another one? Oh, KC just to win the game. That is that is a that is a very easy tease. They're not going to lose back to back games. Eagles up to ten. Denver minus four and a half. Miami plus one eighty for my Norm salute. We'll play the clip again. This is from uh, Billy Madison. It's an all timer. Hey, you want to feed that donkey some beer? Get it all messed up. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm gonna go. Ooh, man, Houston is interesting. I also like the idea of putting Indy in the money line. You know what I'm gonna do, Ryan? Give it to me. I'm gonna go Indy Chicago. Hmm. Little Midwest money line parlay. What does that pay? Give out? me the Chicago price, please. Chicago is a seven point dog, and they're plus two fifty five. Indy is plus two hundred. That's plus nine sixty five. Woo! Let's go, baby. Hey, that is a big, juicy dog. All right, now time for the Circa Millions. Oh, shit. 
Okay, so our locks: Miami plus four and a half, uh, Washington plus seven and a half. I think we both like Indy plus five. What else do we got here that we both agree on? I mean, I well, I like Denver, Giants? but you're no. Why do we do Pittsburgh minus three again? I mean, no, we just we just got to play Seattle, right? Yeah, fucking a. We'll win more than we lose playing Seattle, Seattle. minus two. <laughs> and right. uh, what's the what's the final play here on the Circa Millions card? Uh, I mean, we haven't had a prime time game yet. We could play the the Aaron Rodgers Bowl. I think, I think we should fire on one of these grosser dogs uh, earlier in the card. Uh, is it taking the points with Jacksonville? It just it's so hard to do. Is it taking the points with the Lions? Also, extremely hard to do. Is it <sighs> taking the Texans? And, and and do we ride with the Texans? Maybe that Thursday mojo is what we need to change things up, Ryan. Texans were kind of our team coming into the year. Do we get cute and throw them in here? It does feel like that would be getting cute. Yeah, <sighs> but eight points is a ton. Yeah, but no Tyrod. I I would like it a way more if Tyrod's playing in that game. All right. While you, while we're th- Drew wants to know, do we think the Cardinals will make the playoffs? As Ooh. we stand, two and zero, oh, laying Moonoff, seven and a half. Moonoff points. is saying Moonoff is our Texans expert. He's saying don't do it. <laughs> Come on, why don't we fade Dallas? We haven't. Well, we did fade Dallas last week. Nice try. You really just tried to get the Eagles in the card, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Come on. You don't want to play the Giants? You're crazy. I mean, the Giants are a bad team. Uh, let's go Detroit plus eight. Detroit's yeah. the mojo we need to switch let's this up. Let's go Detroit. Ooh, this is the ugly dog special. Yeah. We got Miami plus four and a half, Ugh. Washington plus seven and a half, Indy plus five, Seattle minus two, Detroit plus eight in the uh, Circa Millions card. Of course, lock dog and tease as well that we just gave those out. Oh man, Merch Monday right around the corner. Make sure you leave a nice rating and review on our Apple Podcast for your chance to win. Give it away a SGP mini helmet. And a SGP T-shirt, so get that in, and uh, of course, tune in Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time, on our YouTube channel. We're going live on YouTube, Twitter Spaces. So if you guys want, uh, call in, mix it up, both the pre and post game for Sunday. Yes. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the morning green, and he is Ryan. I think I just went 14 and two. Kramer, let it ride.